by any means necessary on Radio Sputnik in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sean Blackman, here with Jackie Lukeman. And as always, we are your guide for connecting the political, social, and economic movements shaping the world around us. And today we're talking about a report from Amnesty International uh, declaring that Israel is in fact carrying out apartheid against Palestinians and much more. And we're happy to be joined for this conversation today by Asa Winstonley, investigative journalist and associate editor with the Electronic Intifada. Asa, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be with you again, Sean. Absolutely. And uh, Asa, uh, the human rights organization Amnesty International has recently put out a report where they determine that Israel does, in fact, practice apartheid against Palestinians. Now, this is something that, um, excuse me, many groups and organizations have been declaring for years. Uh, certainly, Palestinians themselves have been asserting this. But, I mean, it seems notable that um, a mainstream organization like Amnesty that isn't necessarily known for these kind of stances would, would take this position. And so I'm, so I'm not only curious your top-line thoughts about the fact that this report came out, but, I mean, why do you think uh, 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 it's coming out around this time? Like, what is it about the Palestinian liberation movement and how it's developed that you think may have impacted this. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? As you say, Palestinians have been saying this really for decades. Um, and I, I think the answer to your question of why now is, it's complicated in some senses, I suppose, but I think essentially Amnesty needed to do this. Like, I don't think it had any other choice at this stage. Um, I mean, I, I heard a rumor yesterday um, that uh, actually, I, I don't know how reliable this rumor is, and I haven't verified it. But I, I, what I heard was that uh, Amnesty uh, was this report was meant to come out actually months ago. It was meant to come out last year uh, at the same time as the similar report by Human Rights Watch, um, but um, there was some sort of internal. Um, dissent within Amnesty International. And, and you can see some of that actually being played out with the, the German uh, chapter of, of Amnesty International saying that it's not going to re- um, promote this report. But I, but I think in a nutshell, I think Amnesty had to do this because, you know, we've had... So last year what happened was we had, first of all, the Israeli Human Rights Group, but Salem coming out for the first time and saying that... Israel was an apartheid state in all of the territories that it rules, um, and actually even saying um, a, a system of Jewish supremacy, which I wasn't expecting them to say that part. Right? I think that is accurate. Um, there's a debate, you know, there, there is sometimes a debate of whether Israel is Jewish supremacy or is Israel white supremacy. And I would say it's, it's actually both in some ways. Anyway, that's a bit of a, a tangent, but... Yeah, so we had Bitzelem, the Israeli human rights group, saying uh, Israel is an apartheid state. And then not that long after, Human Rights Watch saying Israel is an apartheid state. And so I don't think Amnesty could really resist the pressure, really, from its own base of campaigners, uh, really, to, you know, to not to, to, to say, to come out and say the same thing, really, essentially. I mean, it was really a question of when rather than if it made this statement. Um, and I think uh, a point that my colleague um, at the Electronic Intifada, Ali Abu Nima, I just saw him 
making today on uh, um, Ben Norton's show is that, you know, the, the difference with Amnesty International, I mean, for all its uh, weaknesses, and perhaps we can come on to that, um, but the, the difference between Amnesty International and organizations like Human Rights Watch and uh, B'Tselem um, is that Amnesty International is actually a campaigning organization as well. So it has all these kind of chapters around the world. And yes, it's, it's you know, it's a it's a it's a very it's a deeply liberal um, organization. It's um, you know, it, it's limited in this uh, framing of uh, human rights. And in many ways, it's actually a product of the Cold War on the um, on the Western side, right on on the U.S. imperialism side, you know we see it now where it, you know there's these false claims of uh, genocide in China and so forth, things like that. Um, but nonetheless, you know, credit where credits due, it has put out this correct statement that Israel is uh, an apartheid state. So I think it couldn't resist doing it any longer, basically, because it's it's so clear now to so many people, even to so many liberals, that Israel is an apartheid state. So Amnesty really had to do it, really had to say it to really maintain its its credibility, I think. Yeah, and a part of the Amnesty report that I, I actually found uh, interesting uh, was that they point to the fact that in 1948, Jewish individuals and institutions owned around 6.5% of Mandate Palestine, while Palestinians owned 90% of the privately owned land there, which immediately should call into question the the history that is propagated about uh, how Israel came to uh, control so much of Palestine and the idea that, you know, there was no one there, there were no Palestinians there. So I, I feel like, yeah. you know, as much criticism as we could have for Amnesty International, this report does call into question key points of this narrative about the yeah. formation of the state of Israel that has historically been used to defend them against the people whose land was stolen by uh, Israeli forces. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jackie. I mean, it, it what that shows is that this claim of uh, Jewish self-determination in Palestine is a complete misnomer because, as you said, you know, how can there be Jewish self-determination in a land, Palestine, which was overwhelmingly non-Jewish, which was majority, which which never had, um, uh, you know, a Jewish majority, the the, the uh, or it never it, and never in history had a homogenous Jewish population ever. So, you know, like like any land, really, you know, no, nobody, there's no such thing as really as, as homogenous populations and certainly not in a place like Palestine, which is uh, at the crossroads of great civilizations in Africa and West Asia, you know. So, um, yeah, the, 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 the cost of a Jewish state in Palestine was not only the ethnic cleansing in that that was carried out in 1948 in order to establish the state of Israel, um, which was uh, ethnic cleansing, massacres, even rapes by um, the uh, the Israeli forces, the uh, and the their precursor Zionist militias, um, but 
ongoing massacres up until today. So periodic massacres in Gaza, um, systemic discrimination amounting to apartheid, as we've seen now, even from organizations, liberal human rights organizations like Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International. Um, ongoing periodic massacres, you know. So this this is this is the reality of uh, the Jewish state in Palestine. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I also wanted to touch on um, a, a sort of broader uh, geopolitical issue as regards um, Israel, Asa. And this has to do um, with uh, the whole issue of the United States and Russia over Ukraine and really what amounts to yeah. Washington uh, and what's really a kind of manufactured crisis and just a, a very dangerous game of chicken. The United States is playing with uh, Russia, another nuclear power. But you recently published an article on your uh, Substack talking about how Israel is actually arming uh, uh, Nazi paramilitary groups inside Ukraine. Now that on its face uh, <laughs> seems uh, you know absurd, but I, it I actually know, right? makes yeah. all the sense in the world considering you know uh, Israel's uh, sort of role uh, in terms of you know helping facilitate imperialism. Exactly. Like I mean, th this is it. Like Israel's arming new Nazis in the Ukraine. It, it is in many ways it's crazy headline <laughs> like it should not be possible to write this headline you know uh, this is this is a state which claims to be the jewish state right so why therefore is it arming ex you know one of the most extreme anti-semitic organizations armed organizations in the world uh, that namely the azov battalion in ukraine well you know we have to understand this in the context really again of the cold war whereby after the at the end of world war 2 um the western powers did not only did not denazify they actually employed i mean you'll know this very well employed nazis in all kinds of us organizations uh, including the, the whole uh, gladio terrorist army in across europe um leading nazis so like uh, what is happening now is in order to um, establish uh, American uh, imperialist hem homogeny in Eastern Europe, uh, and uh, you know, in promoting NATO, um, anything and anything, anything goes essentially in order to combat Russia. So that includes um, the the US, the UK, Canada, and Israel arming the Azov Battalion because the Azov Battalion, these neo Nazis in the Ukraine, have been integrated since 2014, since the so-called um, revolution, really a coup in the Maidan against the pro-Russian government in Ukraine. Um, the, the leaders of the, of the riots, which um, led to the overthrow of that government, were the far right, you know, these there was you know really extreme anti-Russian and uh, racist organisations um, like the the right sector um, and like the Azov Battalion and the Azov Battalion was also you know very active in the east of Ukraine um, in trying to fight the uh, the breakaway uh, pro-Russian Donetsk People's Republic and um, because because of that because they were so uh, influential in that coup the new um pro us regime which came in after 2014 um integrated and appointed the azov battalion as part of the ukrainian government's national guard so we end up with this preposterous situation where the weapons from the jewish state 
quote unquote, the, the state, the court, the Israel, the state of Israel that calls itself the Jewish state insists on identifying itself in that way. Uh, although we know many Jews across the world actually oppose Israel um, for, you know, for both religious and for humanitarian and political reasons. Um, nonetheless, the state, <laughs> it claims to be the Jewish state is arming neo-Nazis in the Ukraine. It's an appalling situation, you know. Uh, and um, the, the yeah, uh, it, that, you know, it, it's kind of a... It, and, yeah, I mentioned it in my substack. It's a really um, strange situation because they... Um, so w the way this is being done is through uh, licensed weapons. So these are the... the, the, the Taval rifles, Israeli special forces uh, rifles, they're quite an emblematic, distinctive design, Tavals. Um, they are being licensed to an Israel, uh, to a Ukrainian state company. So they're, they're sort of Ukrainian versions but they're made of these rifles, but, but they're made under license from Israel Weapons Industries, which is an Israeli state uh, weapons manufacturer. Um, and uh, this is, you know, and I confirmed this in my reporting back in 2018, as I mentioned in the Substack article, um, that um, the, uh, the this is done being done in coordination with um, with the Israeli ministries and Israeli ministers. It's it's being you know it's being done. This was partly exposed by my reporting and by the uh, Israeli lawyer Itay Mac, um, and you know it's all confirmed and documented, and it 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 caused a bit of a. Um, semi-diplomatic incident, I suppose, where the uh, Ukrainian ambassador to Israel um, kind of put out this furious <laughs> non-denial, non um, calling the report, my report, uh, fake news, uh, but not actually denying its substance. So, you know, it, and, and he only did that because then uh, the Israeli newspaper Haaretz picked up on my report uh, without credit, unfortunately. But... Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a crazy situation which doesn't really get that much uh, press coverage, but it's the reality, you know. And this, I, I, I checked just recently when I did the Substack report, as of battalion is very much still active, you know, it's very much still a neo-Nazi organization. Um, you know, they're you, you can they're quite sophisticated, you know, as well. These are not. Um, this is not like the EDL in England, right? It's not like I don't know, uh, even the Proud Boys. It's far more, far more deadly than something like that. These these are very well armed, professionally trained uh, neo-Nazi militias, which have the support of the Ukrainian state, um, and uh, they're they're a real danger. And the the weapons uh, are going from the US and the UK, Canada and Israel to these anti-Russian neo-Nazis. So this this is something that really needs to be known about far more widely. Definitely. Well, we thank you so much, Asa, for joining us today. We're going to leave it there and move to a break here on By Any Means Necessary on Radio Sputnik in Washington, D.C. We'll be right back. So please stay with us. By Any Means Necessary. 